0: Everyone, it's another episode of About a Dog.
1: Yay! Yay. I'm
0: Michael. I'm Ashley. And we're here to talk about a dog. Now, don't forget, uh, we do have social medias at About a Dog uh, One on Twitter mm-hmm. um, and the email
2: about a dog pod at gmail.com. And the
0: Instagram, which we got some feedback from the Barbay episode, yeah, we, that's for certain.
2: We got some feedback. As always, feedback is very welcome. However...
0: Yeah, we welcome all, all feedback. But as we say in regards to dog breeds, also do, do your, your homework.
2: homework. Um, when I research breeds, and I'm going to say this pretty much in every single episode. When I research breeds, I go to a reliable source.
0: And she cites her sources. And, and I, I cite my sources. Every episode.
2: Every episode. And... My source for the Barbet was the American American Barbet Club. Club. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a problem with the things that I used as, you know, information, please go to that source Mm -hmm. and let them know that you have a problem with it. Don't take it out on me.
0: We're just relaying necessary information. And heck, if our friends overseas, if we say anything that is Mm -hmm. incorrect, by all means, we welcome...
2: We definitely welcome any and all feedback.
0: Correct pronunciation is welcome. We greatly appreciate it. We can't help that we're American. We were born in this country. And that's just the way it is. So um, when you put something out there into the world, there's going to be Mm -hmm. something sent back, be it positive or negative. Fine. That's fine. We accept it. It's a given. Fine, well, and good, and damn. Yeah,
2: and we are perfectly open to... Any corrections that need to be made, again...
0: We're human. We're, we're human. Fallible.
2: However, if it's something that is history that you believe,
1: mm-hmm.
2: cite your source. Yeah. Don't come yelling at me. And we respect your opinion. Yeah, we totally we respect... We really do.
0: It's, it's perfectly fine. But at the same time, if you're going to say that something is fiction, mm-hmm. when in fact we are citing our source, then don't just say it's fiction. Yep. What, Produce evidence. Evidence is everything. And And we cite our sources every single time.
2: And the thing is, know the difference between an opinion and a fact.
0: Ah. So
2: an opinion is what you believe. A Mm -hmm. fact is validation.
0: And don't let... um, What's his name? Don't let Bing Bong mix him up for you.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Like he did in uh, Inside Out.
2: So, you know, yes, we welcome feedback and... um, Any and
0: all feedback. Yeah, any and all
2: feedback... Is definitely welcome. hmm However, if there's a correction that needs to be made, please cite your sources and let us know.
0: Yeah, because we, again, any, do, do I need to go check on that? No, it's fine. Okay. Um.
2: So, again, if we mess something up, we'll own it.
0: And we apologize in advance. Yeah. yeah. But,
2: again, right. if we're going to correct something, we want to know what we need to correct. Right. And just give us your source. Mm. And so, we'll go from there. Yeah. Now, back to what we're doing. This is actually going to be a bit of a downer.
0: Um, this is, um, we're not doing something like, we're, we're not going popular breed next, considering nope. the last episode was a rare one.
2: Yeah, no. We're,
0: we're, we're veering left from the norm.
2: Mm-hmm. <gasps> we're veering left because um, I think we need to drive the point home as to why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And, to educate, correct? And yeah, bring to awareness. educate and bring awareness and make sure that none of these breeds go extinct.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is, in a lot of our previous episodes, we've indicated that there have been many um, individuals who have strived to ensure that the specific breed that we discussed still does thrive and survive so that they can be enjoyed by many.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, is extinction is forever.
0: Mm-hmm. And... Somebody a long time.
2: Yeah. And so we're going to be focusing on extinct breeds. And every so often, we're going to drive the point home Mm -hmm. with various different parts and covering different extinct breeds.
1: Right.
2: And... Hence why it's a downer. Yeah. This is a downer. And the thing is, is why we want to focus on this is these extinct breeds also mean a part of human development and culture is gone forever. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people forget Mm
1: -hmm.
2: that dogs are an integral part of human development and human culture.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: And with a lot of things in the media and the adopt-don't-shop rhetoric and animal rights activists, things like that, trying to eliminate purebred dogs, it actually damages our culture. Yeah. many of these breeds without them certain industries wouldn't exist right. without them the egyptians would not have had a thriving culture because the egyptians used dogs to help hunt right. and capture food mm-hmm. and that's a lot of what we're saying is that these breeds helped people
1: mm-hmm.
2: and now there are many extinct extinct breeds mm-hmm. That are gone. And that's also a part of each and every one of us that's gone forever.
1: Yeah.
2: Because our ancestors, things that they hoped would survive Mm
1: -hmm.
2: in our time are gone. Right. And in many cases, the DNA Mm -hmm. may live on because they might have helped to contribute to another breed. Right. But...
0: The original source is... Yeah, the original source is gone. Not with us anymore.
2: And the UK, every year, mm-hmm. they put up something called the Vulnerable Breeds List. It's done by the Kennel Club, right. which is the big governing kennel club in mm-hmm. the UK. Right. And what it does is it brings awareness to breeds that are vulnerable of going extinct, mm-hmm. that are native to that country.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I wish every single country would do this.
0: It would be beneficial
2: Because what it does is it provides insight on native breeds throughout the world and where they are population-wise in their native country. Right. So, yeah, there's an issue, what recently came out in an article that I posted on the Facebook page, Mm. about the Scottish Terrier being on the vulnerable breeds list.
0: Yeah, I just read something from Mary Beth about that.
2: And the thing is, in the U.S., we're starting to see a decline in them, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And that can't be good. No. And once the vulnerable breeds start to decline as a whole throughout the world, then you're dealing with population issues where the population of the breed can't sustain itself. And at least with some of the vulnerable breeds like um, foxhounds, Mm -hmm. we know... That Yes, they're vulnerable by kennel club registrations, Mm -hmm. but they are also in packs throughout the UK and they are in packs in the US. And there's also a group of breeders in Australia that's doing a really good job. And we have some show breeders in the US that are doing an amazing job. So at least they're vulnerable Mm
1: -hmm.
2: by registration numbers. Right. But they can always tap into those sources for new blood. Right. It becomes a problem when there's just a downward spiral throughout the world where you start to see more inbreeding and what is known as the COI, the coefficient of inbreeding, hits critical mass and you get to a point where you're having no new DNA exchange.
0: Right, it's essentially the same...
2: You're, you're ending up breeding littermates to one another. Over and, and that, over again. Yeah, over and over, which causes a tremendous amount of risk mm-hmm. to um, have new diseases pop up.
0: Well, and diversity helps to strengthen... In regards to Mm -hmm. any particular type of breed.
2: Yes and no. So there is... Well, I mean,
0: it's like playing a record over and over and over and over and over again. You're going to ruin it.
2: True. But you're also trying to advocate for hybrid vigor. Hybrid vigor is a problem Mm -hmm. in the dog... The theory about it, and you try and put it into a perspective of dogs. Mm -hmm. Hybrid vigor... Basically, it has to do with two species being bred to one another and the resulting offspring
1: right.
2: being bigger and stronger and things like that. Like if you were to breed a lion and a tiger, the offspring is usually much bigger mm-hmm. and much more powerful. However, with dogs, you can't take a poodle and breed it to a Labrador mm-hmm. and get hybrid vigor because they're the same species. Right. So, if you were to breed a poodle Mm -hmm. that has genetic diseases, Mm -hmm. and you breed it to a Labrador that has genetic diseases, Mm -hmm. the resulting offspring will not be magically cured from those genetic diseases. That means that they will carry those diseases on.
0: On, Onward onward towards the next generation.
2: Exactly. So, hybrid vigor in terms of making sure, saying that mutts are healthier than purebreds, Mm -hmm. not true. It is 100% not. True.
0: So it's a myth essentially what you're telling me.
2: Hybrid vigor in dogs is 100% a myth. Mm. The rate of mutts getting sick and mixed breeds getting sick are actually increasing and the main reason that they are increasing is a study that was done by Swedes and I think the UK contributed to it and Norwegians did as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it has to do with the fact that A lot of mixed breeds are neutered and spayed at a very young age, which has damaging effects to the hormonal balance as they're growing and developing. Mm -hmm. So you're actually seeing an increase in certain diseases like um, elasticity in joints that's causing tendon issues, Mm -hmm. um, urinary incontinence, cancers are actually on the rise in dogs that are spayed or neutered at a younger age, which usually happens with mixed breeds that are dropped off at shelters and things like that right so hybrid vigor in dogs doesn't happen yeah myth. so we're gonna cover a few extinct breeds
0: oh so it's about not just one dog it's about multiple dogs
2: yes okay um main reason is these breeds are extinct so i don't have a parent club to verify information Right. This time I'm using Wikipedia, so if somebody put in incorrect information on Wikipedia... Uh,
0: please let us please know. Please let us know. If you are um, in touch or knew someone who uh, was, I don't know, a, a, a good it, source of information, I guess would probably be the best way to put it in regards yeah, and, of the dog breed, reach out let us know.
2: So, first one that we're going to cover yeah. is called the Talbot Hound.
1: Or okay. just the Talbot.
2: The Talbot is considered to be the father of all scent hounds. It was all white, mm-hmm. featured in heraldry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And oh, you're, you're talking like... Uh, like with... banners and flags and stuff.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say like in, on, on family crests and stuff.
2: Yeah, so yeah. if you see a family crest that has a white dog on it, yeah. that's a Talbot. Talbot.
0: Not just a general anymore.
2: Yeah, and it's to signify good a good-natured hunting dog. Mm-hmm. So these were even-tempered... Hunting dogs, and the theory is that it w- came from Normandy and made its way to England by William the Conqueror. However, there's no true evidence for it, it's just right. a legend. Yeah, okay. And the oldest reference is the mid 16th century, mm-hmm. and the breed there's two trains of thought with this. Mm-hmm. One is that it's a separate breed. Mm-hmm. The other is that it is a variant on the Saint Hubert hound. Right. That just happened to be all white. Mm-hmm. And the Saint Hubert hound is a big, big hound. Um, Bloodhounds are said to come from there. Yeah. And again, the big, big thing is that it's supposed to be all white. And the breed's legacy lives on in many, many, many breeds like Beagles, Harriers, Mm -hmm. Bloodhounds, Hamilton, Stovar, Mm -hmm. and many, 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 many other scent hounds. Mm -hmm. And the Talbot was said to have just this really, really good nose. Yeah. Where they would like track down convicts and stuff like that. Similar to what a bloodhound is used for in police departments now. Absolutely. And it also lives on in English culture where... The name of pubs and inns yeah, called the Talbot Arms is very popular. Right. And unfortunately, it's unknown when the breed truly went extinct mm. because the development of other breeds like beagles and harriers, they were just crossing these in. And some of the beagles and harriers and a lot of scent hounds are, were bred and developed to go after a specific game In a specific area. Yeah. So form followed function. Mm -hmm. So the initial breeders were crossing various different hounds and things that basically to create what was perfect for that. So they weren't keeping accurate records of, you know, I crossed a Talbot to my pointer and all. No. So they didn't know that this breed was in critical danger of going extinct. Right. Now, next up
1: mm-hmm.
2: is the Saint John's Waterdog. Mm-hmm. This breed is considered to be a land race, and like mm-hmm. we discussed,
0: we, men- we discussed in the last episode. The last episode land is that land race.
2: they were developed. They really weren't truly developed, mm-hmm. but they developed on their own
1: mm-hmm.
2: as a natural adaptation to the area that they're from, which right. is in Newfoundland. Oh, okay. They are also known as the Lesser Newfoundland. Mm
0: the way back to the first episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: This breed is thought to be the father of most retriever breeds. Mm-hmm. Golden Retriever, Labrador, Flat Coated Retriever, Chesapeake Bay Retriever, and Curly Coated Retriever. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find information whether it related to the Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Retriever, so I kind of left that one out. Yeah. And the St. John's Water Dog is said to be black with a characteristic tuxedo marking where they had like mm-hmm. a white chest. And a little bit of white on their toes. And they resembled a really large Labrador. Mm. And had like a shorter coat. And what's interesting is modern black labs. Yeah. Every so often, a puppy will be born that has a little white spot on the chest. Mm, Okay. And that's known as a medallion, and they say that it harks back to the Saint, the ancestry of the St. John's Saint John. water dog yeah. that, had, that played a part.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And this is where it gets tough. This breed probably went extinct in our lifetime. Damn. The last two of the breed were photographed in the 1980s. Mm. Unfortunately, they were both male. Oh, no. So they were declared extinct. Um, so, this is an example of a breed that could have been saved, should have been saved.
1: Yeah.
2: Modern kennel clubs were around. Yeah. And modern dog people were around. Mm-hmm. So there's no excuse as to why it wasn't saved, but unfortunately, it is now declared extinct. What in the world is Aston doing?
1: He's on the counter. Let me deal with
2: him. Oh no, he's up on his perch.
0: Oh, okay. About, he went. He went up to his perch. So above the perch.
2: The Saint John's water dog. What's really interesting about it is, if you see like lab mixes and shelters and stuff, a lot of them, if they're black lab mixes. Yeah. They look remarkably like Saint John's water dogs, where they have like a white chest and white feet. So it's
0: definitely still. It's still
2: in that DNA. Yeah. It's still there, even though the breed is extinct. Yeah,
0: they've been declared extinct.
2: Yes, and last I've heard, there's still no evidence of them. Right. Even though you know it's, it's shocking that this breed went extinct in our lifetime
0: it's honestly it's a travesty
2: it really 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 it
0: is. is sad i mean because it can be i don't know what's the proper word to, to really use honestly so, something like this could have been prevented oh yeah given ample time notice mm-hmm. etc things like that and it's honestly the hubris of humanity yeah that things like this you know happen you know i mean mm-hmm. There's all kinds of talk in regards to conservation and things like that. Because, I mean, animals make up part of our existence here in this world. Yeah. And when they're not here anymore, they're literally not here anymore. And it's just us. So where does that leave us? Because, I mean, right. we're all in this together. So
2: Exactly. And yeah. for something, like, described to be man's best friend. Exactly. It's tough. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we can debate it till the cows come home, but the simple issue is that without dogs, humans would not be where they are today. Again, go watch Cosmos. They cover it. It's on (laughs) Netflix. Go. Have fun. (laughs) Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Now, the next extinct breed is called the molossus.
0: Immediately, I'm thinking (laughs) of the ancient Colossus of Rhodes, but that's just me.
2: So this breed is said to be basically the father of all mastiff type breeds like is the English mastiff, Great Dane, Great Pyrenees, Neapolitan mastiff, Spanish mastiff. There's way too many to
0: all the mastiffs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all the breeds that are considered to be known as molossoids, mm-hmm. meaning that they are derived from the molosses. The molosses. <laughs> I just That's a fun word to say.
0: Yes. The molasses. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like a weapon you find in like a role-playing game. It's like, you found the molasses. I'm going to
2: hit you with it! Well, it was a weapon. It really was a weapon. Do tell. So, this breed is said to come from an area um, within Albania and Greece called the Molasses Mountains. Okay. And it was known for its vicious behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's dedication to guard the flock. So, this breed was used in war Mm -hmm. and as a livestock guardian. Mm. Livestock guardians still to this day perform a vital function for people who have livestock, especially goats and sheep, to prevent predators. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It has been documented that if you have a livestock guardian within a flock of sheep or goats your rate of predation goes down dramatically. And the Romans uh, Michael's punishing Aston.
0: Come here boy.
2: So Aston's probably going to be on a podcast. <laughs> he was on the counter and he knows that he's not allowed to be on the he's counter. He's not allowed on the counter. Little
0: brat. So, we're back to the molasses and their war.
2: Yeah. The, the Romans. Molasses of Rhodes. The Romans used them as guard dogs mm-hmm. and large game hunters. Mm-hmm. So, think of basically an ancient great Dane. Okay. Like, big, giant dog.
0: I'm giving it armor. <laughs>
2: They probably did. They probably <laughs> had like a
0: really big canine dog armor and like like a thing yeah. on their head with a spike or something.
2: Even so, this breed was mentioned by Aristotle. Oh wow! In his book, The History of Animals. Nice. Where he praised their bravery and physical strength. Mm-hmm. But again, because this is a ancient breed, yeah. The exact extinction date is unknown. Because it gets into the same thing as the Talbot, where people were creating breeds and breeding kind of based on what they needed, Yeah. and it got to the point where the breed just didn't exist anymore.
0: It was lost to the sands of time, basically. Yes.
2: And the closest... And unfortunately,
0: I should probably say that as well.
2: The closest representative of what the Molossus would have looked like Mm -hmm. is probably the English Mastiff. Next. He's just
0: looking at the microphone. You notice that? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Mommy's petting my head. Oh, it's my, oh, the chin scratches. I like chin scratches.
2: So, the next. You want to learn about dogs too? Yeah, I want to learn about doggies. So, the next breed is the Hare Indian Dog. That's what it's called.
0: H A R E? Yes. The, the Hare Indian Dog? Yes. It's not like that. Shut up. Don't even go there. Sorry.
2: The breed is one of the few breeds that. Native Americans used.
0: Okay. So you would have gotten it
2: wrong. Ow. This breed was developed by the Hare Indian tribe of Canada. Oh, okay. And there's actually debate of if it was truly a dog.
0: As opposed to what? Like a marmoset? No. <laughs> oh, it's clearly a marmoset.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, there's debate of if it was a dog. Uh-huh. Or if it was a hybrid between a dog and a coyote. Mm. Or if it was domesticated coyotes. Is
0: this in the same vein as like dingoes in Australia?
2: A little bit. Yeah. And so domestication... Mm -hmm. There's actually a Russian scientist, I can't remember his name, that
0: did... So did not Pavlov.
2: No, 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 no. Did... And they're still doing it now. This domestication experiment Mm
1: -hmm.
2: where... They basically took wild foxes uh-huh. and bred for one specific trait, and that was tameness toward people.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Certain things started to change. Yeah. It started to get like a white coat. It started to get flopperier ears, bigger eyes, and more like puppy dog-like. Yeah. And so maybe this tribe did a similar thing over time, with coyotes and it was just a domesticated coyote.
1: Mhm.
2: And but there's another theory. Okay. And I kind of like this theory a lot. All right. The theory is is that it was developed as a cross between dogs that was on the ships in Viking times.
0: Right. came over to Canada. Back to Leif Erikson, I think? Yes. I said that right, didn't I? Yeah.
2: No, Leif. Leif? I thought I said said that. You said Leif. Oh. But the theory, there's one theory in that it's a cross between the dogs from the Vikings. Yeah. So it would be kind of like an Icelandic sheepdog sort of thing.
1: Yeah.
2: And native land race dogs Mm -hmm. that kind of had pointy ears and like bushy tail and whatever. Yeah. And there's that theory, and I kind of like it because Mm -hmm. it does make sense. Yeah.
0: It's logical. It's
2: very, very logical. And it's said to be friendly and alert and used for coursing game. Mm -hmm. So what coursing is, is chasing. Yeah. Chasing based on sight. Yeah. So they kind of... Kind of
0: like similar to lower coursing. Yeah.
2: And so they kind of fulfilled the same role as a greyhound or Saluki or Pharaoh hound, where they use their eyes to course game and bring and help to um, get food for the tribe. Yeah. The exact extinction date is unknown. Regretfully. And here's the tough part. What's that? It's unknown if it lives on in any other dog breed. So this that's, breed is
0: truly that's gone. That's sad. That is truly sad. Yeah. No genetic makeup mm-hmm. or anything. That's, wow, that is just extinct and out. Yeah,
2: gone. I mean, Damn. some say that it has, that they could have something to the Canadian Eskimo dog or other sledding dogs native to Canada, mm-hmm. but it's not really proven to be true. and. Right canada's like a big country so the part where this breed lived doesn't match up with a lot of these sledding breeds that were more northern Mm -hmm. as opposed to this that was not really northern not quite northern maybe yeah so it was a little it's a little weird yeah now the final one is the again? If we mess up pronunciation, please let us yeah, know. Let us
0: know. We apologize for any inconvenience. We try and I to get actually
2: like this breed a with lot. Accuracy. Um, the final one is called the Salish Wool Dog. Say that again. Salish Wool Dog. S A L I S H. Okay. Wool, as in like sheep. Yeah, wool. sheep's.
0: Lamb, like sheep's wool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: So this breed was used by Native Americans in Washington State and British Columbia. Cool. And the Native people used this dog as an alternative to sheep.
0: They shear dogs rather than sheep?
2: Yeah. Huh. They sheared them yearly around May or June. Mm-hmm. And the wool was considered to be a prized item and was woven into elaborate blankets and stuff. <laughs> With And it could hold dye, so they were dyeing it into various different colors. And um, well,
0: now they were actually not dying the dog. No,
2: right? they were like dying. Some people the are doing
0: with their designer dogs and whatnot. Yeah. No, no they were they're They're, they're you know, dying. After the after, after it's sheared, they, they, they died then. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: And Captain George Vancouver encountered the breed mm-hmm. and it's wool. Mm-hmm. And he said that he could pick the wool up with his hands and it would just hold together mm-hmm. without needing to be woven.
1: So it
0: would hold its shape it without would hold its any shape, yeah. anything like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And he said he described them as spitz-like, mm-hmm. similar to like a Pomeranian or mm-hmm. a Sam uh, Samoyed or um, Siberian Husky. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the few breeds where pure DNA can be extracted today. Really? Because museums <laughs> have the blankets. Well. That may be
0: the case, but do you honestly think they're going to let them mess with the artifacts like that? Well, technically they carefully could. I've seen it mm-hmm. on Digging for the Truth where they did that with uh, some DNA bone yeah. fragments.
2: Yeah, and they actually have just extracted some DNA. Mm-hmm. And it has a shared ancestry with Japanese spitz breeds, so like mm-hmm. the Shiba Inu, the Hokkaido, the Kishuken Akitas, and Siberian Huskies. So more than likely, this breed came across from the land bridge that was there um, during the Ice Age between Russia and Alaska, mm-hmm. and came down with the settlers, the Native Americans there, yeah. and settled in Washington State and British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And then they just, the Natives developed... The, wool, the need for this wool so that they could have a reliable, thick coat yeah. to help them in the winter.
0: Because, yeah, they're, they're probably very cold.
2: Yeah. And the breed went extinct just before the 1900s.
1: Hmm.
2: However, there is DNA, pure DNA, that's been ext- extracted.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So there is a possibility that it could be cloned and brought back.
0: That's true, but, I mean, there's a lot of controversy around that, isn't there?
2: Um, a little bit.
0: I mean... And,
2: you know, there's also... You've got... And I really hate to be harping on about animal rights groups, but they would probably pitch a holy hissy fit...
1: That's
0: probably very true.
2: ...if they cloned an extinct dog breed and wanted to start breeding this breed...
0: Bringing the dog breed back.
2: Yeah, they. It's pay. gone. Let it be gone. Yeah, let so, it be gone. Nature no. said it needed to be gone. Actually, no. <laughs> nature didn't say because if you think about it, these dogs were part of Native American culture.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The, the settlers
1: mm-hmm.
2: who came in, the colonial settlers and the explorers that came in, eradicated the Native population. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. What?
0: That word that we heard so often in that movie
2: and from Ellie Wong.
0: Go ahead and say it.
2: What? Colonizer! Yeah, colonizers. (laughs) These colonizers brought in diseases that the natives could not cope with and did not have the strength to. Mm -hmm. So, in effect, we...
0: Yeah, we're at fault.
2: ...are at fault because we live in the U.S. And our ancestors came over Mm -hmm. where they don't friggin' belong. Yep. And pushed this native population out, so now there's pockets of it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and this dog breed is up fault, you know, as... Is, you know, is a casualty. It's a casualty of it. Of it's a sh- huge casualty of it. Yeah. And, you know, this breed was such a huge part of this tribe's culture
1: mm-hmm.
2: that once the breed went extinct, the native population was already going downhill as well.
1: Yeah.
2: And unfortunately, at the time that it... Oh, cats, come on now.
0: They're by the rubbish bin. And it's Aston, unfortunately.
2: Aston, quit starting shit. Leave Nola alone.
0: As we're recording. Yeah. Still. Talking about extinct dog breeds and cats are whining and hissing and spitting at each other.
2: Yeah. So...
0: This is this is the, the joy of pet ownership and having a podcast, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> the dogs are sleeping and being good. The cats are being assholes.
0: As you can probably very much well hear. Should I go check on them?
2: Yes, please. Okay. Save Nala from his wrath.
0: What will save Aston from my
2: wrath? Come here, boy! Yeah, I got you. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, hi, 11. Bye, 11. Face me, you coward! Oh, so you didn't get him? You didn't hear me say you ran under the bed? Yeah. Yeah, he's under the bed. So, back to this extinct breed. He's hiding a little bitch under the bed. Not a bitch. Yes, you are. So, to me. Yes. I would think it would be a nice gesture to bring this dog back from extinction because of everything that these damn colonizers did to fuck up the native population, mm-hmm. to just have this one living, breathing thing come back,
0: and would, would you, just be... Would you, would you give it back to the, the original...
2: If they, if they...
0: Their descendants, I guess? Yeah.
2: If their descendants were still around and they wanted them, sure. Okay.
0: But therein lies the problem. I, I agree with you that it would be... We have a chance mm-hmm. to... Um, bring this particular and back. And make
2: some amends.
0: Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, <laughs> something this controversial, you and I both know, mm-hmm. is going to cause debate and things of that nature. So it might stall in oh, yeah. that particular debate. So, I mean, idealistically, I agree. It's mm-hmm. something that would be absolutely fantastic as a main means of apologizing.
2: Yeah, I mean... If Barbara Streisand can clone her two dogs, let's bring something <laughs> back from the extinction, you know? Well, she did!
0: Bringing Babs into it now, jeez. I mean, I,
2: <laughs> I I, respect her as a musician, but when, when it's a breed that's already extinct and we have the wherewithal, we have the DNA, we've extracted <laughs> We have the it. technology. <laughs> yeah, we have everything that we need. Let's do it.
0: Mm.
2: Let's bring it back because, I mean...
0: Again, though, that still opens up a debate and controversy, and you know it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I mean I... this is not something that's going to be cheap. I mean, and no. plus, I mean, we're getting into the whole designer dog thing, because technically, it's on a genetic level, you would be designing this. Do you want this? Do you want that? that not sort necessarily.
2: What? Well, because so, the cloning would just be...
0: Just a clone of a specimen that had already existed at one
2: mm-hmm. point. Yeah, so you really wouldn't be engineering anything. It would look exactly the same as... What lives? So
0: there would be no genetic editing, as it were.
2: Nope, there would just be. You would be putting in that that DNA into, the ovum, Mm -hmm. the given up ovum. Right. And it would should work. Mm. Um, But I mean, it's one of those things where I think it would be nice to do. I think it would be really cool.
0: But I think it's going to get bogged down in bureaucracy. If you're, if I'm honest. True. You and I both know that. That's
2: True. And I mean, there's, a there's so many things going on right now in the dog world. And if you...
0: There are just too, too, too many things to talk about.
2: There's too many. And um, suffice it to say, some things happened in the dog dog world this week that um, caused me to write to my congresswoman.
0: Do we want to discuss that? or do we? No, do we but
2: I mean, to... it's just one of those things where... Okay.
0: Oh, oh, you you're posting on Facebook. I remember now. Yeah.
2: So it's it's one of those where it would be nice to have this breed come back from extinction. However, there are <clears throat> bigger fish to fry right now.
0: Absolutely.
2: And yes, it is horrible that these breeds have gone extinct.
0: It is sad and I I think bringing them up while it may somewhat be sad, but if anything it's a way to remember them and lament their loss more than anything else. Right, and it's also
2: as a reminder Mm -hmm. that once they're gone, they're gone forever. Yeah. So
0: That's pretty much the definition of extinct.
2: And so think about it in terms of this. So, you own let's say a Scottish Terrier.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Your grandchildren May not get to see that. That's heartbreaking. Something that you cherish so dearly. Mm-hmm. And something that many, many people have cherished so dearly. Mm-hmm. To just two generations from now. yeah, They may not get the chance.
0: Which is sad.
2: It's horrible. Didn't
0: I get to see one in... Uh, where were we? We were in Michigan, I think. There was a... Uh, that was a
2: Kerry Blue Terrier. Oh. But again, that's another vulnerable breed. Kerry Blues. They are at a point where it could very easily go extinct by the time there's, you know, within 20 to 30 years.
0: It was such a sweet dog too. It was climbing all over me. Yeah, and,
2: and <laughs> that's that's the thing that I want to drive home is that...
0: This is something that can be prevented.
2: It's, it can be hugely prevented.
0: Mm.
2: And each and every one of the breeds that are in existence today mm-hmm. deserves to be preserved.
0: In existence for tomorrow, I guess it would be. Yeah. And like put a bow on it.
2: I would feel horrible if our grandchildren never got to spend time with a Hamilton. Mm. Or Teddy Roosevelt.
1: Yeah.
2: It would be absolutely horrible because these breeds, in many cases, I'm so passionate about Hamiltons that it would be heartbreaking Mm -hmm. to see the breed go extinct before my eyes. It would be absolutely gut-wrenching.
0: Anguish, I think, is probably the best word that I can come up with because it would be agonizing for you to know full well that... You are in possession of the only known Hamilton left in the world. Yeah. You know? And And, it's scary.
2: Yeah. And it's one of those things that we can definitely prevent this now. Yep. And dogs as a species are in trouble in just 10 years. Hmm. Because there's 85% of dogs are spayed and neutered. Hmm. That leaves 15% to maintain the population.
1: Right.
2: That doesn't work. The -hmm. numbers just don't work. Yeah. So, to think about that as well. It's a long, hard pause on conservation of Mm -hmm. dogs as a species. Yeah. And dog breeds. Because they define us. They define cultures.
0: They're part of our lives.
2: Yeah. They make every person whole.
1: Hmm.
2: And if you are afraid of dogs because of something that's happened to you, I understand.
0: That's your experience, and we're not about to deny you that opportunity. I actually saw two people, when I worked at a pet store, argue over a dog. And honestly, it was a ridiculous argument, but that was their experience. Yeah. You know, and, and they're just reacting because of that and experiences, you know, individual.
2: Yeah, and I mean I was attacked by a dog when I was ten years old. Yeah. It was a rottweiler. Yeah. But in one in that situation, yes, it took me some time to get over it but and you, to grow and learn.
0: But you show dogs now. So. I show
2: dogs now and some of my friends have rottweilers. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where just because you had a negative experience does not mean that you that you have the right to destroy it for everyone else and it
0: isn't a, a generic experience basically it's not wholesale for the entire breed it's not mm-hmm. indicative of that it's essentially like I said your experience was that experience
1: yeah
0: um, you can use Ashley as an example and either learn from it and know that each dog is its own experience as well or you can just be close-minded about it like the individual I saw at the pet store I worked at
2: yeah and it's I I truly feel that we as people should do everything in our power to save each and every breed that exists right now because mm-hmm. this is just part one of a series of extinct breeds that are gone so we've covered 5. Yeah. I could have easily added 15 to 20 more breeds that are already extinct. That's scary. Yeah. It, it it's truly horrifying and I mean mm. if you look at a lot of breeds nowadays they come from either yeah. rare breeds mm-hmm. or breeds that are already extinct. Hamiltons are no exception. They come from.
0: There's a dog breed that is actually extinct in their bloodline. You mentioned two breeds. You mentioned it in Meet the Breeds every time.
2: Yep, two breeds. Yeah. That are already extinct, and thankfully, some of their DNA lives on.
0: In our hounds here.
2: Yeah, in our hounds, the you know every single Hamilton that is living currently is Mm -hmm. you know a testament to that shared DNA, but. They're not the same pure DNA. And, you know, some would say that dog breeding is kind of like eugenics in a sense. Kind of is. And it's, you know, yes, we're breeding for a particular look and betterment and things like that. But it's also preserving culture. Mm. And I think if we change the mindset that we're preserving culture Mm -hmm. and each and every dog breed that's out there right now is a living breathing piece of history Yeah. then I think more people would be receptive to what purebred dogs are all about
0: if anything I hope um, I just need to try and find a way to put a positive spin on this but I mean let this be, I guess, a reminder that you know all life, you know, eventually ends. But at the same time, we can still make sure that a part of that particular life, the genetic mm-hmm. portion, can still move on. Like Ashley was talking about with the Hamilton and any other mm-hmm. particular dog, the the I think you said the black lab. I think the Scottish terrier. No, no, no. The the with the
2: oh yeah the uh, Saint John's
0: Saint John border yeah. dog. Yeah, it can still beyond be beyond that particular breed, but at the same time it can't do it without effort. Yeah. We are the custodians of our lives, but also we can pass on
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the next generation, our history, our love of the breed. Um, I guess that's part of the reason why we do what we do in regards to this particular podcast. To educate. Yeah. To tell everyone what we know and to share our knowledge. Not yeah. to just... Be great. you, Pete is bad, Pete is bad. No, that's yeah. not what we're doing. We are merely relaying information from sources that we have to inform, educate, and maybe, sometimes, part of the reason why I'm here, is to entertain.
2: Yeah, entertain and also maybe change your perspective a little bit. Maybe. I mean, that that would be great, you
0: know. If one person changes their mind about a breed that they've thought of as being, like, this most horrendous and horrific breed then I can rest my easy my head easy on the pillow, knowing full well that I did a good job.
2: Yep. Yeah. And I mean, to quote my mom... Yes. Usually, the right thing to do is the hardest thing to do.
0: And one quote that I live by is, anything worth doing is never
2: easy. Yep. So, yeah, we know that this is tough. Hmm. And there are many, Getting many... Getting through this
0: episode was tough, if you want me to be completely honest. Yeah. I mean, you know how many times i wanted to say rest in peace in Latin? Yeah. <laughs> I've wanted to say it multiple times.
2: But it's... it's you okay? One, yeah. It's one of those things where being involved in dogs and knowing that there are extinct breeds out there and knowing the future of what the future holds and preserving populations and things like that, it's, it's tough. It really, really is tough and it brings everything home mm-hmm. that... You know, people involved in dogs really, really need to step up. Yeah. Embrace one another.
1: Yeah.
0: And not be (laughs) catty bitches.
2: Yeah. Not be catty bitches. (laughs) Embrace one another. Help one another. Mm -hmm. Do the right thing. Yeah. Be good custodians for their particular breed Mm -hmm. in the future and now. Yeah. Because if not...
0: That's when the future begins. Yeah. Now.
2: Now. If not, then we may not get the chance to do it. No matter what the breed is. Mm-hmm. So we need to take the egos out of it. We need to take all of that out.
0: No, no, no. Take our human egos yes, and human aspects e- out of it.
2: And just take a step back. Because the and, dogs are the
0: innocence in this.
2: Right. And marvel at what you, what you have. Mm-hmm. What you have on your sofa. What you have in your bed. Mm-hmm. In terms of each and every one of these dogs. These dogs that if you have a purebred dog. Each and every one of them. Was created by someone who thought that it deserved to live in a very particular way, and to have an instinct that helped people. Yeah, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Is preserving those that have helped us and helped to make us the people that we are today.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, with that. You know, go hug your dog, go please. Go hug your
0: dog. They love you.
2: Man. They really, really love you.
0: Like we asked gotten Pache.
2: And, again, I really hate to do this at the end of this somber podcast, but, again, but rate, review, subscribe.
0: We we are sorry if we made you sad. Yeah. This is... A, <laughs> it's a
2: tough subject, <laughs> and we we've got we a few more. We turn teamwork. left
0: on this one. Um, stick around. It will get better. But, I mean, at the same time, we... Cannot be responsible podcasters if we don't tell the truth in regards to certain things in regards to dogs. These dogs aren't here anymore. That's a hard, cold slap in the face. We get it. It sucks. We weren't happy with doing the episode either, but at the same time, if we don't say it, who will? Yep. We're just being good custodians, like you should be.
2: Yes. And, you know.
0: Now I got a mess to clean up because I'm a custodian. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Hug your dog.
2: Hug your dog, please.
0: I'm going to go hug a few cats very tightly.